Hello listeners, I'm your co-host Ryan Leiby. And I'm your co-host Allie Parker, and welcome to Tech Talk, the podcast on all things AI. Today's topic is AI's potential impact on human memories. Should we allow it to get to the point of infiltrating our mind, or should we keep the two separate? To further evaluate this topic, we have a special guest, Joel Barish. Joel had a rough relationship with his girlfriend, Clementine, that ended in a fight. They both ultimately made the radical decision to erase their memories in order to forget each other. Since Joel has first-hand experience with getting this memory-erasing procedure, he agreed to speak with us. We previously interviewed Joel prior to his operation. The following is that interview. Hi, Joel. Thank you for joining us today. We are excited to hear your story. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners and explain why you're choosing to get this procedure done? Thanks, Allie. This is a personal part of my life, but I would just want to let the world know how excited I am about this. My girlfriend and I were really not getting along, and we recently had a terrible fight. After our fight, she left me, and I was completely heartbroken. But when I saw her just a day later, she had no memory of me. I was so confused and honestly depressed. My friend Rob told me that she had this procedure done where, under her own discretion, she let a doctor delete all of the memories of me from her mind. When I heard this, I was even more shocked, but after a lot of thought about it, I decided that I wanted it, I wanted it done too. So I rushed to the doctor's office, and I told him I needed this done as soon as possible. And my appointment is actually set for tomorrow night. I need it to be done. I can't go on living knowing that Clementine doesn't even know who I am. I just feel broken inside. Wow, thank you for sharing. I know that was difficult to say. I'm curious, how are you feeling prior to the procedure? Do you have any doubts about its efficacy? I'm definitely scared of the prospect of having my my mind's memories erased, but I'm more scared of having to live with the memories of Clementine knowing that she can't remember me. Why does that hurt you so much? Honestly, I'm still in love with her. To me, she's everything. Uh, We have such a history, and even if I try to move on, I know I'll always think about her and be left with this feeling of sadness. Ever since I found out, I've barely slept, and the fact that she was so willing to give up on me and erase all we've done together kills me. It feels like there's a stabbing pain in my heart, and there's nothing I can do to make her remember me, so I may as well forget her, too. I'm sorry to hear about your heartbreak. Do you think you could answer just one more question? Yeah, uh, that's fine. I'm okay. All right. Would you still want the memories erased, even if she did not have the procedure done? Honestly, I might. I wouldn't see us getting back together either way, and knowing she wanted me out of her mind kills me. But the memory of our fights and all of our relationship issues are killing me as well. Just forgetting all about it would give me a nice fresh start, and I wouldn't be held back by this difficult past. Okay, thank you for your time, and best of luck with your surgery. I hope this brings you the comfort that you're looking for. Before we move on to the next segment of our show, here's a brief message from one of our sponsors. Feeling a little blue this holiday season? Stop by your local Dunkin' Donuts for one of our festive drinks. Try our new gingerbread s'mores coffee or our Merry Mocha Mint Signature Latte. Not feeling too adventurous? Then have a classic hot chocolate. Any of these delicious holiday treats will make you feel merry and bright. Alright, after our show, make sure you stop by your nearest Dunkin' to try one of these drinks. So moving forward, we reached out to Joel again to conduct a post-op interview just a week after his procedure. We framed this interview as just interviewing a regular guy for a segment on the life of everyday Americans. In actuality, this interview is serving as a conclusion to our two-part interview series of Joel's experience with the memory erasure. 
Since he does not remember anything about Clementine, then he does not remember the interview. So, we're going to act as though we are meeting him for the first time. Here's that interview. Hi, Joel. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for accepting our invitation to be interviewed for our Everyday American segment. Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, thanks, Allie. So, I'm Joel Barish. I live by myself in my house on Long Island. I work a mundane job. It's sort of complicated. Um, I'm 31 years old. That's all I really have for, for you, but feel free to ask more questions. I'm kind of boring, to be honest. Okay, well, let me ask you then. Are you happy? Do you enjoy your life? Um, I mean, I guess I'd say I'm happy. I have nothing to be upset about. My job's all right, and I get paid, so that's good. Um, I'll admit sometimes I do feel kind of stuck, if that makes any sense, but it's fine. I'll find my way. But overall, my answer would be yes, I'm happy. Well, it's good to hear that you're happy, but do you mind explaining what you mean by stuck? Um, I'm not totally sure, honestly. I guess I'm just struggling to find a direction. Um, I've always been pretty reserved, but I just feel as if I've got nothing that I'm really passionate about right now. Are you in a relationship? I'm not. Um, I had an ex-wife, Naomi, who I loved and I still love very much, but we just had to call it off. It wasn't working out for the both of us. Since then, I've been doing pretty well. Um, I'm not really seeking a relationship at the moment. If I meet somebody, then who knows? Maybe something will happen, but I'm content with where I'm at right now. Got it. Thanks. Ryan has a question or two for you. Ryan? Yeah, thanks, Allie. Joel, um, you sound kind of boring, to be honest. No offense, but don't you wish you had something going for you other than your job? Do you feel like you're missing something? Ryan, you're not wrong. Uh, I'm definitely a boring guy. Over the past week or so, I've kind of felt weird. I don't know how to explain it, but almost like something is missing. It could just be that the seasons are changing or the fact that I've had a bad cold, but I don't know. I've felt kind of more lost than ever. Uh, interesting. Did you just wake up one day feeling this way? Well, I know it sounds sort of strange, but to be honest, yes. Uh, like, it happened last week. I got out of bed, and I just felt kind of confused and out of place. I couldn't really remember what I did the day before, so I just, you know, did what I do, and I went to work, and I went through the motions, and since then, I've been in that constant state of, it's in my head, everything's fine, and everything's normal. All jokes aside, I'm sorry to hear that, and I hope you'll be feeling better soon. Thanks for coming on our show. Before we introduce our next guest, I have a brief message from one of our sponsors, White Claw Hard Seltzer. Spruce up your holiday party this month with one of White Claw's variety of delicious and satisfying flavors like black cherry and mango. But a brief caution to party hosts, there ain't no love when you're drinking claws. Alright, moving on. Since Ryan and I are rookies when it comes to AI in the field of memory erasing, let's bring in an expert for a live interview. Let's welcome Kyle Gilbert, a renowned philosopher and expert on artificial intelligence, to join us. How are you, Mr. Gilbert? I'm fine, thanks. I appreciate you guys having me on your show. Our pleasure. Thanks for coming. Anything to help spread the word on AI, especially regarding its possible presence in shaping our minds. So, after hearing Joel's pre- and post-interviews, what did you have to say on the morality of AI based on memory erasure technologies? How does it connect to the bigger picture of the usage of AI? First and foremost, I need to establish that the subject should never be blamed for the outcome of an experiment, and that is what this was, an experiment. These technologies very much still exist in a clinical setting, and they aren't foolproof. 
These technologies have begun to emerge into the consumer market, which poses a dangerous threat to society. As humans, we are largely made up of our mistakes, and these mistakes are almost always painful. We certainly remember the good times, but mistakes help us to learn and grow, and change our behaviors accordingly. If we begin to systematically erase certain painful occurrences in everyone's lives, then the behaviors are bound to repeat themselves if people don't know that they're wrong. And with that, the cycle continues. While it is worth acknowledging that this industry is set to explode based on the cyclical nature of its target audience, this will result in society, largely, for lack of a better term, forgetting how to act. So, you're saying that by deleting our negative memories, people are setting themselves up to fail again? I could see that. It also seems like people would lower their pain thresholds tremendously. Because if we take away these memories of pain, then all we know is happiness. And those feelings of joy we get during the good times are marginalized. In other words, how are we to know the good times from the bad if all we know is good? Exactly. Humans need all types of experiences to grow strong and resilient minds. We not only learn from harsh times, but we prepare ourselves for how to deal with them in the future. That's not the only thing, though. By getting his memories erased, Joel is living a false reality. His perception of his world is no longer true because he has this spot in his mind that is missing. Every experience connected to his girlfriend is gone. It's almost like all his time spent with her was a waste now, and even his life is not legitimate. I personally would rather live a painful but complete life than a fake happy one, and I don't think I'm alone in that. I like that idea. I'm in the same boat. Although I wouldn't know it because the memories would be gone, I'd be missing something crucial to who I am. Correct. The central point here is autonomy. Being a philosopher, I've studied what it means to be autonomous and its importance in what it means to be human. Autonomy is based on an instrumental respect of a certain personal authenticity and continuity. Joel lacks this, so he cannot be autonomous. A part of him is now fake. The basis in which he makes his decisions is now skewed, and his decisions are no longer his own. Since his memories were altered, or deleted to be precise, his mind is not fully his own. Okay, I get everything about our memories being core to our humanity, but surely there are some practical applications of this technology. What if, for example, a veteran was suffering from PTSD? Would it not be okay to try and relieve them of that trauma? I'm glad you brought that up. If it were up to me, PTSD and other mental illnesses caused by past experiences are the only time I would grant somebody access to this technology. If we allow specialists to keep this technology and use it only in rare cases such as PTSD, we will avoid having scenarios like Joel's, but can also help out those who need it to function like everybody else. War veterans, if anybody, are deserving of a good life after those bad experiences from their past. Let's say, for example, they have shell shock from mortars dropping. We can erase the memories of the mortars and that should rid them of the shell shock. I like that idea. We would just have to make sure doctors use this sparingly, which I am confident can be done. Thank you, Mr. Gilbert, for sharing your brilliance with us and the world. We appreciate it. What point do you want to leave us with? Thank you both. The main point here is that memory erasing technology shouldn't be a widespread thing. In very select cases, this technology can work wonders, but it shouldn't become accessible for people just looking to forget something they didn't like. The world should still remain informed about this and coming AI before it gets out of hand and ruins the lives of those who are trying to forget. Thanks for listening, everyone, and make sure to tune in next Monday from 2 to 2.30 to hear all about how AI is affecting the workplace. Mr. Gilbert for coming on our show and now I have a message from another one of our sponsors, Bentley University. 
Are you or your kids interested in pursuing a degree in business, like marketing or accounting? If you are, then apply to Bentley University. It's located in the perfect spot, just right outside of Boston, and has many knowledgeable and caring professors. Bentley is also well known for its career services center and its internship opportunities. It's currently ranked the number one school for internships and number three for career services by the Princeton Review. Apply today in order to, in order to enhance your future in the business world. To get another outside perspective about this memory erasing technology and the state of AI in today's world, we decided to sit down with a group of college students with technology minors from Bentley University. While not experts, they are extremely well informed on the subject and we got to hear their uncut thoughts. Keep in mind this is an unedited recording and the students were given free reign in their discussion. So personally, I'm not that worried about AI because so far, where we are now, people in the past probably would have predicted that by now AI could have taken over or, you know, AI will have, you know, flying cars, stuff like that. But honestly, we haven't much more controlled than we think we do. Um, scientists uh, and experts, they know what they're doing. and They're really going to try to keep it under control. And I, and I just I think for the future that we don't need to worry about it too much. Um, I think it deserves thought, just like anything else does, like with cars or with phones. But I don't think it's anything worth concern. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think it's receiving like an appropriate amount of attention for like what it is right now. I think going forward, as long as we give it that same amount of attention and research it respectfully in terms of like not giving it too much power and making sure that we're aware of what it is, I think we'll be in good shape. Well, personally, in every movie I've seen with AI, there's always the smart scientists standing right there and it still finds a way to get out of control. So I personally think we should just stop altogether. Those are the movies though. Like they're movies for a reason. Like you don't really hear about like real life, you know, robots attacking and killing their creator. I mean, but if so many people have made movies about it, then isn't that like the educated opinions kind of thinking that that's the future? There are also movies on, you know, aliens coming down and talking to us and there are movies on ghosts and all this stuff um i think it's a lot of it's just sci-fi and i think it's just for entertainment entertainment and they're taking an idea that maybe people have um you know about the distant future and they're kind of exploding it for entertainment purposes but i don't think that it's anything that like i don't think they're taking something that we don't know and, sh and showcasing it to the world yeah, I think another thing that's interesting, just, like, in terms of how AI is going to, like, be integrated into society is, like, I saw a thing today, there's, there's, I think it's Sophia, um, currently has, like, citizenship, that's, like, an AI, um, thing that was developed in Hong Kong, um, she has citizenship in Saudi Arabia, so they completely fully recognize her as a person, which is interesting. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like it'll be like kind of crazy if in the future we end up like half of you know half mm. of society's ai robots half of it's human mm. do you guys think that like robots are going to try to blend in with society like are we are we trying to make robots that are functional like humans or are we trying to make robots that are functional in their own way and that don't necessarily need to have arms and legs i think it would be dumb to make them like <clears throat> humans because i, I feel the point should be that they can do what we can't mm -hmm. yeah i agree yeah. 
I feel like right now the goal is to make them robots, but I feel like I could see it sort of transitioning into almost like a human counterpart. It would definitely, I think, still be, like, the idea of that would be to somehow, like, ease human life, like, just make things more convenient, because that's, like, generally the main motivator for everything humans develop and invent. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, as of right now, it's definitely still the idea in mind that it's, um like, a separate thing, but I think going forward, depending on how intelligent we make the artificial intelligence, it could almost become a counterpart. Mm, definitely. I think another thing that's interesting is if it begins to exist in the physical world as opposed to, like, in computers. Like, I think as of right now, with a few exceptions, like, like Sophia and, like, different AI, um, I think as of right now, it exists mainly within computers and software and things like that. But it might, I think, do you guys think in the future it could become, like, something that's, like, a physical thing? When you say a physical thing, because, like, when you count, like, the phone itself, like, AI, or would you think, are you thinking of, like, you're thinking, like, the software within the phone? I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like when we think of, like, robots, right, like, we kind of call the robot itself, like, the AI, rather than, like, the software, but the yeah. software is really kind of what the AI is. Yeah. So I guess it's just, like, the form that the AI takes. Yeah. Like, Do you think it'll, like, start to progress out of just our traditional things that we have AI in? I feel like based off of just the way we're going, like, in terms of that, like, you know, fridges have AI now. Washing machines have AI. Do you think people could have AI like in our brains, like chips or something? I hope not. You say that now, but what if... I don't know, like, if, if it gives us these capabilities that, like, we don't even, can't even think of now, that it will just benefit us? I feel like that could be crazy. Like, to maybe, maybe to, like... <laughs> what if it can, like, detect, like, illnesses or, like, tumors in the body? Like, you put it like somewhere yeah. in the body can detect stuff like that that we can't see. Honestly, I do think it, we're sort of headed in a direction like that. Just because, like, you see things like super advanced, you know, contact lenses and different, like, implants that people can get, like, technology-based implants. Like, I feel like that's definitely a direction we could head in. I would be down for that. What I, if... No, you go. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm... Like, yeah, I think I would be down for it, but the only reason why I'm hesitant to say that now is just because, like, we really have no knowledge on it, and it's just so far away. Um, but, like, also, I don't know, like, how comfortable I would be with, like, something, like, a chip in my brain, because if it is smart enough, like, it could, could it somehow do, do. control my brain? Or... Ooh, it's almost like you've, like, a, there's, like, another entity within you like are you still you if a component of you is now ai mm. right does that take away our humanness like in those alien movies when they get the parasites on their brain it almost yeah. be like that yeah like it's sense. controlling you i think they would probably make it in a way where like you still have control and it's just an addition almost like a prosthetic leg or something like that it's just like a it doesn't end up controlling you that's what i would think mm. but i don't know uh, what do you what did you guys well, think about you know, the memory oh. erasing AI. You um, guys, like, personally... Oh, that couple. Did you I guys hear about, about this couple? Yes, I heard about them. I did, yeah. Like, this is apparently, like, people are having this done now. Mm. Um, I personally wouldn't get it done. No, no chance. Yeah, I mean, unless there was something, like, extremely traumatic, I think, just for the day-to-day, -day, I probably wouldn't go do that. Right, like, if all of a sudden, like... If something happened that didn't influ influence or change my life enough that getting rid of it will make a difference, and the like, if the only impact it had is completely negative, 
and it doesn't actually like affect me, if that makes sense. Like, let's say, um, you know, I witnessed something really, really tragic and that affected me in the future, but it didn't actually have to do with my personal life. Then I think that would be okay. But other than that, like, you have experiences, we have bad experiences, we have good experiences. I feel like it's just kind of part of being human. A hundred percent. And I definitely think that Loki having bad experiences is something you re- you should remember and like mm. learn from and like grow from. And I think that's where a lot of people just like, you know, that's like what when your like wisdom comes from is like making mistakes and learning right. from them. Because you never remember all the times you did something good. You remember the times like something went wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of a cop out because I don't know, it's just like when you go in and remove them, like you said, you don't. It wouldn't. You would only do it if it didn't affect you. But like, in it probably isn't if affecting you one way or another. It's like the butterfly effect almost. Like if you go back and change something, even if it's minor, it could change everything about you. So I wouldn't want to yeah. mess with that. That's true. What if you yeah. like witness? What if you were driving? You saw like a like a really like brutal car accident like, on the side of the road, and, like, that just influenced you and kind of messed with your head after, like, gave you a little bit of, like, PTSD almost. Like, I feel like that's a case where maybe you could get that memory erased, because other than that, like, you would still remember everything else. It wouldn't, like, take, like, apparently with this case, I think the guy's name was, like, Joel, he got a memory erase of, like, his old girlfriend, and it, like, took away basically memories of his whole day, all these days, because he was with her, like, all day, because they were boyfriend and girlfriend, but, like, one specific incident... Yeah, I, I think, know. I don't know, I think it could almost be like a butterfly effect type thing where it's like one one little action can have That's just true. a massive ripple effect. That's true. Because it's almost like people say like, oh, if this didn't happen, where would I be now? And it's yeah. like a little thing like that. Like we might not be at like this university if we didn't, you know. If we like happen to not get up late one day. Yeah, like it's just like random that. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's weird. It's weird. It's a good idea to think about though. Yeah. I sure, like, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, too, just think about, like, the technology integration at, like, this school. Like, it's such a part of our day-to-day lives. Just because, mm-hmm. like, Bentley, specifically, has such a focus on technology within the business world. Like, I wonder how that could eventually impact, like, our education if it becomes based in, like, artificial intelligence. Just, like, what if some of our teachers are AI? Because so much of our classes now are, like, online. Have, like, such a massive online component. I don't know. I feel like that could be kind of... That's, like, not that far out there. It's not. And if AI... The thing is, like, if AI takes over jobs such as, like, a teacher um, or even, like, a like a cashier, I feel like it would be taking over these jobs that don't necessarily require humans and that maybe humans don't even love doing in the first place and it might leave those creative options yeah. open for other people. That's my view on, like, kind of AI and jobs. Like, I feel like it, it'll take oh, away... Yeah. I think it'll take away all the jobs that people don't necessarily need to have because machines can be doing them anyways and usually they're kind of harder to do and then it will leave more creative thinking jobs and things of that nature what will people without the skill set to do those uh more coveted jobs like they'll just be left with nothing essentially well i think if ai becomes something that's more prevalent there might honestly be a new industry that emerges so jobs might almost just shift you know like maybe all of the jobs that were previously like manufacturing jobs that get replaced by AI become like development type jobs, like things like that. Yeah. Or we could almost just like, I don't know. I feel like we could put anyone that might've been on 
like a track to go towards like a more monotonous job things like that we could just redirect and like mm. towards the you know development type jobs and stuff like that right and just put people on a different path mm-hmm. and having more ai like especially in schools are going to help the people who like you were saying maybe couldn't have those like higher tier jobs it'll help them have a better education so like it, we're going to have probably smarter people more educated people who can do like better jobs and like so there are probably going to be more people maybe going to college because maybe you don't have to pay as much because of you know teachers are instead of having to pay salaries you have like ai mm. which eventually could actually end up being te- like cheaper than salaries in the future right stuff like that mm-hmm. the future man yeah All right, thanks for listening to this raw interview about artificial intelligence and its impact on society as a whole. Although they got a little off track, we decided to air the whole discussion because we thought it was a proper illustration of today's AI debate. We hope that these college students have expanded your perspective on memory erasing technology, as well as strengthened your knowledge on artificial intelligence. This hopefully was a good snapshot of the outside world's perspective on the memory erasing situation. Brian and I hope you've all enjoyed this week's show and I've learned more about the potential dangers of AI from all of our guests. Make sure to tune in next Monday from 2 to 2.30 to hear all about how AI is affecting the workplace and its impact on the job market.